You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, uh, I think you have to prepare for both of them. Uh, You have to have a plan, even if you know who the starter is, uh, just because you know that there's going to be some things that are different depending if the other guy goes into the football game. So, you know, for us, starting with Coach Banks, but our defense staff and our players, understanding who's in, uh, the type of things that you're going to see. Obviously, our calls uh, may adjust in situations based on uh, who the QB is, but uh, you're going to have to prepare for both of them anyways. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are presented as always by BetMGM, the voice there of Josh Heupel, head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers, as they get set for a big one Saturday hosting Alabama and not sure right now who the Alabama quarterback is going to be in that game. Bryce Young banged up a couple weeks ago. Let's talk about this game and the big ones, one of the biggest weekends we've seen in college football in a long time. Thor Nystrom joining us, college football NFL draft analyst at Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros. Also, say Viking show before we die at the score north. So great stuff. We're excited to have him on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Thor, let's talk about this Tennessee game. They are seven-point underdogs at home to Alabama. We know their offense has been incredible with Heupel and Hooker at the um, at the keys to this offense and at, at crazy pace. Do you think they'll be able to move the football and score enough against this Alabama defense? A thousand percent, yeah. I mean, you're talking about an offense that is top 10 in both rushing success rate and passing success rate, and the the plays are being called by one of the sport's great play callers in Josh Heupel, a guy who's been criminally underrated his entire career, and he's finally starting to get his his just deserves. Tennessee can move the ball on anybody. The the interesting thing is on the other side, you mentioned it with, with Bryce Young's status. I'm hearing that that Alabama expects him to play, and it's not one of those line things to the public like Sam Pittman was doing with K.J. Jefferson last week. It's enough so that I'm hearing that that CBS is building all their graphics around the idea that Young's playing. So I'd expect him to be out there, but he's not going to be 100%. The the kid's got an AC joint sprain of his throwing shoulder. So you're probably going to get, you know, 90% of Bryce Young or 85% of Bryce Young. I'm taking the points with Tennessee. Hmm. So a quick follow-up there. Um, do you think once we get to Saturday morning that word will be out that it's going to be Bryce Young and that we're going to get off the seven? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think when that, that news drops publicly, um, I'm waiting for, for the, you know, the, the, the way that the market reacts to that because I'm praying and hoping that I can get a Tennessee plus 10. I, I'm not sure if it gets up that high, but certainly that's, that's what, what I'm waiting for, yeah. Okay, another great matchup. Oh, I wasn't sure if you wanted. Go ahead, Joe. 
Oh, y'all, we'll just sit on. Uh, I'll talk about all the same games, anyways. How about earlier in the day with uh, Penn State, Michigan? Uh, so you see some six and a half, some seven, some spots, under, a pair of undefeated teams in a- Ann Arbor. Uh, what's your handicap for this one? Yeah, I, I definitely lean towards Michigan. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, though. Um, it, it seems like the market might prefer uh, Penn State. You know, it's it's been weird watching that number not get off the seven. And I, I thought I thought it would. I thought it was going to go the other way. And now, like you're mentioning, at some books, mm-hmm. it's, it's dropped to six and a half. Neither of these teams has played anyone. That that's the difficult part of it. Is like we haven't seen either of them against a legitimate opponent. We're finally going to see that on Saturday. But I mean, Michigan, their offense is more dangerous than it's been in the past because you go from Cade McNamara, who shouldn't have been starting for a playoff contender, to JJ McCarthy, who he, he has NFL tools if nothing else, and Blake Corms running the ball really well, et cetera. But Michigan defense is absolutely nasty. And Penn State, their their running running game has gotten incrementally better uh, with the singleton kid, the true freshman. Their offensive line has gotten incrementally better, but I, I I'm not sure that it's enough to to make up for anything other than depreciation of their passing game with Jahan Dotson gone. They they still have the noodle arm quarterback that can't throw the ball beyond 20 yards downfield. So Michigan, their secondary doesn't have to worry about that. I, for, for me, this is a pretty good matchup for Michigan. If if I was going to do anything on this thing, I'd be laying the points. Yeah, and speaking of some softer schedules, what's your assessment of this USC team taking its perfect record on the road um, in Utah? They're underdogs. Uh, what's your take on this game? Yeah, the the last one was a lean. This one is a play for me. I, I like Utah a lot. Um, I, I think Utah matches up really well against USC. And we the, the other part of it is USC's defense, it's not been great overall. I, I believe it's ranked number 50th SP+. But they've been playing over their head because they've been getting this unsustainable amount of, of turnovers, just ridiculous amount of, of turnovers. Um, according to SP, I got a stat for you guys. Their, um, their expected turnover, I'm talking about USC, their expected turnover margin is, is plus 2.9. Their actual turnover margin is plus 14. SP Plus says that the USC has been getting 9.2 points of turnover luck per game. Well, what does Utah do? Well, what does their offense do? They can't buy a big play to save their life. That's its weakness. But the strengths of it are efficiency and taking care of the ball. It's a, it's, like I said, it's an absolutely terrible matchup for USC because USC's shoddy run defense. Now they have to contend with Tavion Thomas the running back for Utah, who's an absolute stud, this big hammer back. And then Cam Rising, Utah's quarterback, takes care of the ball. And he's also a dual threat, so he's also going to hurt USC's run uh, defense on the ground. Um, I think Utah matches up well. I expect Utah to win. Thor, looking at your power rankings, college football, you have TCU and Oklahoma State very close here. The number on this game is four, 68.5 on the total. How would you play this one? We were discussing whether the over is the right play in this game rather than trying to pick the side here. I, I really like this TCU team and what Dugan is doing to quarterback right now. Your thoughts on this game uh, over, under, and, and which side you'd be on between uh, TCU and Oklahoma State? Yeah, that that was probably the last cut from my column. You know, I, I do a column that comes out every Thursday where it's my top 10 best bets. The, being on the TCU side was, would probably have been my number 11. And so it, it just missed the, the cutting room floor. And a part of that was because, like, as I, like yesterday, it was three, it had been three and a half. 
And then it toggled up to four yesterday, and that sort of broke the tie for me to go, you know, with a different game. But I'm still going to have TCU. I have TCU tickets from earlier in the week. Um, definitely like TCU in that game. Oklahoma State's defense is way, way down. That was the thing that led them last year. In particular, they give up a whole bunch of explosive plays. It's a really bad matchup against TCU because TCU rolls out of bed getting explosive plays. Um, and, and TCU defense has, has played all right. I, I think they're going to be able to do enough to at least hinder Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders has been put in good situations this year, and he, he's acquitted himself well. He's played better than I thought he was going to. But the, when, when Spencer Sanders starts to um, – his game starts to devolve and he starts to turn into one of those fembots from Austin Powers and his, you know, his smoke starts coming out of his ears – that, that, that's when they have to play from behind and all of the pressures on him. And they're asking him like, Oh, Spencer, you got to throw downfield and the defense knows what's coming. That those are the times where you see Spencer Sanders throwing interceptions into the linebackers chest plate. Um, but again, like when, when, when the game scripts go on Oklahoma state's way, that's when he always looks awesome. If this game starts to get away from Oklahoma state, I think that's where you see the ugly game from Spencer Sanders. Thor, you've got the entire board uh, of the games we have not discussed. What is your favorite bet? Um, a couple other ones I like are I'm, I'm on Kansas plus the points. I expect Gabriel to play, and I know that Daniels ain't playing, but I'm on Kansas anyway. Um, Oklahoma's defense is that bad. They're down to four uh, healthy scholarship linebackers. They're also at their best safety last week against Texas without uh, Oklahoma's Billy Bowman, the, the safety I'm referring to. Texas was able to hunt deep at will. Um, Oklahoma's defense is an absolute abomination. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what Brent Venables is doing, um, but in, in every category across the board, uh, they're number 98 in success rate, the number 51 in, in explosiveness against their number 101 in finishing drives. Kansas ain't going to have a problem driving the ball on them. Kansas's backup quarterback is actually really good. Jason Bean, he's a former two-year starter. He started at Kansas last year before he got hurt. He started at North Texas before that. It's not a situation of, of, for instance, if Gabriel didn't play and we had to see Davis Bevel again, that kid should not be on an FBS field. Um, another one I like, I, I like I'm like. i going to lay the points with Toledo against Kent State. There, there are very clearly heavy hitters in the market that love Kent State. Uh, I was talking about this last week because the, the number that they had against Miami of Ohio – was really, really skewed. Uh, my system had Miami of Ohio favored by like four points, but in the market it was Kent State minus six. And it was such a big discrepancy. Like, I, I usually don't see double-digit discrepancies like that where, like, I, I was like, I got to be missing something. Uh, but I wasn't missing something. Those guys were. And this week it's, it's the same thing where this line has come down to Toledo minus 7.5. My system says Toledo minus 13.2. Uh, T- Toledo's the objectively better team. I, I, I think they're the best team in the MAC, and and Kent State has holes on that team, specifically their their defense, specifically their pass defense is an absolute sieve. So Toledo's going to be able to do whatever they want there. I think the over is something else to look at in that in that game because th- this is the only game Toledo against Kent State, the only game on the board this week between two two teams that are top twenty five and adjusted pace. I love it. What about number 16, Mississippi State, at number 22, Kentucky? Yeah, that, that one's all predicated on, on Will Levis's status, the Kentucky quarterback. And um, Kentucky had you know proffered some good news about him midweek, uh, a day or two ago, and the market reacted to it by bringing that line down to four. Not sure what it is live right now. Um, if Levis plays... Um, he is going to be severely compromised. The, the injury that he had, uh, you know, the, the severe turf toe or whatever, usually that keeps a player out for two weeks. 
if they, but sometimes the player can come back in the second week. But when he does, he's always playing through really uh, gnarly sort of symptoms. Uh, turf toe, it sounds really innocent, but it's it's a really uh, rough thing to, to deal with. So if, if Levis is out on the field, you're not going to see him scrambling around. He's going to be confined to the pocket. And I don't think you're going to see as much zip on his throws with his, with his you know, his planning base compromise. So I, I think their offense is going to be a little more uh, confined. I would definitely, I mean, regardless, if Levis is out, uh, you know, load up on Mississippi State for sure because the, the backup of Kentucky is bad. Um, but even with Levis playing, if, if that number is down, you know, at something like minus four, I would still prefer Mississippi State in that scenario, knowing that I'm going to get a compromise Levis and knowing that Kentucky's rushing game has been uh, a little bit disappointing so far. And, and Chris Rodriguez has come back and helped out a little bit, but it's it, it's been down, and I, I wouldn't expect a great offensive performance from Kentucky on Saturday. Thor, we're looking at the uh, title odds, and all year long it's been the three teams, right? Three teams jockeying at the top, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Right now, as we look heading into this week, Ohio State is the favorite. It's tight. It's I mean, it's tight though to win the national title. Would you have Ohio State right now rated as the best team? Um, I think I do. Yeah, I, I think I have them just a tick above Alabama, and I think I have Georgia third. So yeah, that that would be fair to me for sure. Thor, I'm going to be at uh, Notre Dame Stanford, so I need to bet on it. Uh, do you have a side or total there? Oh dang that that was one of the hardest games for me this week because I feel like the number is <laughs> spot on. Yeah, the um, okay. the live number. I'm, I'm pulling up what I got on that game, but I, I remember it was right next. So my line on that game is Notre Dame minus fifteen point nine, and isn't it around like sixteen and a half or seventeen? Sixteen and a half. Yeah, it was seventeen. Yeah, then it then it came down a little bit. Yeah, if 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 it's seventeen or especially seventeen and a half, that's where I start to think about Stanford. Um, but like at sixteen and a half, it's basically you know right where, right where my number is. Um, it, it's hard to lay that many points with, with you know on Notre Dame's offense when you're facing this Stanford team that plays so dang slow. Um, I'm I am Stanford's getting the right tackle back, which is great because the the backups had not played well. But but I know that they're going to be without their left tackle in that game. So it's it's like you know one step forward, one step back. The offensive line it's super important for Stanford. It it, it always has been, but this year I would almost say even more so because they 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 borrow essentially Dave Clawson's slow mesh offense from from Wake Forest. That offense, if the the way you blow it up is by getting to the mesh point. Uh, if, if you can disrupt the mesh point, you take that entire offense down. And Stanford was seeing some of that earlier in the year. So it's going to be interesting to see who they put in a left tackle and, and, and see if they can fortify that. But if, if that thing's at 16.5, I really don't have an angle on it. If it ticks up to 17 or especially 17.5, that's where I'd, I'd look for, for Stanford. Really quick, Vikings at Dolphins. Looks like we could see Skylar Thompson. Uh, what are you expecting in this one? I, I, I like the Vikes in that one to uh, to, to win again. Um, obviously, they're they're getting a, a fortunate scenario getting Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson, he looked good in the preseason. He he flashed a little bit, but boy, is this asking a lot for a seventh round rookie to to have to step into this scenario. The Vikings defense is no great shakes, um, and, and Skylar Thompson does have an okay arm, and, and he's got a little bit of athleticism. Uh, but he didn't run a pro-style offense at Kansas State. So the education of, of Skylar Thompson, that, that kid would have to be a Mensa scholar and a rocket scientist combined to to figure out all the, the nuances of NFL offenses and defenses, you know, to, to the degree that he would need to. 
I think, to be adequate on Sunday. Um, and you also have the thing of, of Tyree Kill may or may not play. Um, this is not a good scenario for Skylar Thompson. I, I think it's a great one for the Vikings. I think they're going to win. Great stuff, Thor. We appreciate you hopping on Thor Nystrom from Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros. He was on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Coming up on the other side, it is time for Lightning Bets. we got a football game tonight. Two MLB playoff games. Hit that next on the Beck UL Network.